This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, more NFL divisional previews with the Brady Cannon, a super. Super uh, contest. Uh, what, what, what is the actual name of your championship, Brady? I'm sorry. I'm going to give you your proper, your proper <laughs> uh, well, respect and due. Uh, now it is the Westgate Hotel. It used to be the Hilton Hotel. So when I won it, it was the Hilton Super Contest. Uh, these days, it would be called the Westgate Super Contest. What's, what's mixing you up there, Jimmy, is that the book itself is called the Super Book. So Super Book, Super Contest, Super Confusing. Everything but Super Bowl. Don't do that. The NFL come uh, come <laughs> after you with that one. Big game. Love that one. Uh, Randy McKay, twice uh, top ten uh, Super Contest uh, finisher, but also just uh, uh, NFL handicapper extraordinaire and uh, back fresh from uh, Bed Bash out in uh, Las Vegas. The AFC South. Oh boy, three. Uh, First-round draft picks at quarterback of the four teams and a third-year starting quarterback in T-Law, Trevor Lawrence. So uh, we'll start off with uh, Jacksonville. First of all, the divisional odds. Jacksonville is the favorite, minus 167. Tennessee, plus 325. The Colts are plus 650. And Houston at 9-1. Colts have already announced that Anthony Richardson uh, will be their starter. We'll get to that a little bit more with some angles because I have certainly opinions on that. And we'll have to see if Stroud will be announced uh, the starter uh, from jump one, you know, in another division. The NFC South, you know, Bryce Young, before they even took a snap in preseason, was announced their starter. So you when you invest a lot uh, going in, Man, they want to see you uh, quickly, and you know there's there's some pros and there's some cons uh, to that. No question about that. And so let's start with the uh, the 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 I'm sorry, the predicted um, winner here. Last year's divisional champion. Uh, it came down to that uh, last week, the regular season, that Saturday night game uh, against uh, Tennessee. Jacksonville won a close one. The great come from behind winner uh, in the uh, wild card round, and man had a shot in Arrowhead to beat the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl, Jags are 25-1. to 1. That's 10th overall choice. To win the AFC, they are 13-1, to 1, 6th overall choice. Uh, Trevor Lawrence to win the MVP, 17-1. to 1. Peterson, coach of the year, 20-1. to 1. He likes to go for two even in preseason. To make the playoffs, minus $2. The no is plus 163. Win total for the Jaguars, 9.5, shaded to the over at minus 150, Brady. By uh, kind of a uh, lack of competition here, Jags very popular pick as they, um, I guess maybe the the theory of uh, natural progression. They got that much better last year. Maybe they'll get that much more. Overall thoughts on, on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, Jimmy. You know, I, I think this team has kind of a weird dynamic as far as predictability. I think there's some things you can look at that they should improve upon. And there's some things that you look at that, you know, they could regress. Uh, First of all, the offensive line has taken a hit. And, you know, 
Trevor Lawrence behind that offensive line. We saw the progression, and you talked about it, uh, from going from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson. We saw a massive jump, and, and that I don't think that surprised anybody. But can we expect that big of a jump this year? Right. I, I would imagine it'll probably be about status quo, which was pretty darn good. Uh, I love the addition of Calvin Ridley. That ought to help. But you look at some of the, the fortune that they had. They were uh, plus five in turnover margin and plus seven in sack margin. And you remember, you talked about it, the miracle comeback against the Chargers. They had a lot of miracle comebacks. I remember one against the Ravens. They had three or four, you know, comebacks in games last year that, you know, probably shouldn't have happened. So is that luck going to regress a little bit? I just think this team has some question marks. Like I say, some some to the good with, with Ridley. Uh, obviously, the second year under Peterson, who I think is a very good coach. I, I think they're below average on both sides of the line of scrimmage. You know, the pass rush started to improve at the end of last year, but I, I think teams can adjust for that in the coming year. I mentioned the offensive line takes a hit. I, I think overall, they're an above average team with definitely an above average coach and this season win total number of nine and a half, it seems spot on. I just see them as probably a nine or 10 win team. I'm not sure that they'll make the playoffs. I would not bet them at minus at a minus price there to win the division. Um, I just don't have a firm hold on this team other than they're probably going to be right about somewhere slightly above average. That That's where I'm at with the Jaguars. It's uh, I'm, I'm kind of cautious about a lot of the public love uh, for Jacksonville uh, as well. Uh, Randy, uh, nine and a half uh, over at uh, minus 150. Um, not a strong opinion on that, uh, but before we get to a couple of spots in the regular season that you've identified, you did an excellent job of that, I mean, um, what, uh, some thoughts about Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm not real high on that win total either. One of the reason is, uh, of course we got to get to Doug Peterson. Of course, he's been high in my coaching rankings for many years. And I've been how, how high that. Randy do you have him right now? Uh, I'd have him in the top 10, probably right around okay. six or seven. I actually had him ahead of Andy Reid one year and, uh, after he won the Super Bowl, cause Andy Reid didn't have a Super Bowl and, uh, and I got laughed at by a lot of people, and uh, I think I'm vindicated by last season. So I had to point that out a little bit. And according one of our friend, our mutual friends, of course, used to give me a bad time about that. He might be listening to the video afterwards. But, uh, yeah, I'm not uh, – yeah, because this offensive line, you know, can, can Lawrence be a league quarterback? You know, that's what we got to look at here. But this offensive line ranked 31 in my uh, rankings – they lose uh, Cam Robinson for the first four games. That's going to hurt them. But they did draft this Harrison out of Oklahoma. We'll see if he helps. It's definitely, definitely a need that they addressed. You know, their running game, ATN, who's going to back him up? We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, you know, they've been moving around backup running backs. And, uh, and then you talked about the wide receiver core should be all right. You know, they add a lot through free agency and then, can Ridley stay off the apps betting parlays? We'll see if that happens. <laughs> well, but, uh, you know, and they addressed the defense a little last year, but this kid's got a step up walker that they took. You know, Josh Allen's always been a good sack man. And they're a little better on the defensive backfield than the uh, front. So, you know, that could be an improvement. 
but I'm just not real high. You know, this team might win the division by default just because the division's so bad. And they're pretty good as an underdog team, but I'm not real high on any anything as far as them going crazy going forward. You know what's funny, guys, is say uh, Tennessee had an adequate quarterback option in the last game of the season. It didn't have to pick up, you know, Dobbs off the street. I mean, that game was so close, and they lose that game. How would the perception be moving for this year on Jacksonville? You know, I mean, with how they, you know, they're still not there. I mean, they couldn't even, be, you know, when they had a chance. Uh, you know, it's it, it's such a fine line. And then, you know, they got the Super Bowl champs on the ropes. You know, in uh, in the divisional round. So, I mean, it's it, it's funny, but. Uh, they could have easily been uh, viewed a lot differently had they lost that game, and for them to have such a struggle with pulling, uh, you know, Dobbs off the street, you know, so to speak, uh, I don't know. It uh, it has my concerns. Randy, you've, you've identified a couple of spots. Speaking of Kansas City, Week Two, they host the Chiefs. Uh, proje- uh, uh, projected line right now, Kansas City is three and a half against Jacksonville. Why do you like that spot? Well, I usually never lay over three on the road in the NFL, but this spot here, they're in between Indianapolis and Houston, a division divisional spot. Uh, I would have to look at Chiefs' money line here if I was going to bet this one sandwich spot. And another thing about their schedule, which I didn't bring up, they got two London. They get a lot of break in the schedule. They got two London games, which are basically home games for them. But when they come back, they play, you know, they've owned Indianapolis, but they come back, they come come back at home against Indianapolis, supposedly as about a seven-point uh, favorite. You know, that's got to be a lot of toll, being over in London for two weeks. Then you come home to play, you know, one of your division rivals. We'll see if Richardson has his uh, feet under the ground by then or if Minshew's in there. It would be even probably a better bet, but we'll get to that when we get to the Colts. You know, I see that as a spot to bet against them as well. So there's two bet against spots as far as Jacksonville goes this season, in my opinion. Looking All at right, uh, let's move on to Tennessee. Tennessee's win total at 7.5 to win the Super Bowl, 75-1, to one, AFC to 40-1. Uh, to one. Make the playoffs at Bet Rivers. They're plus 220. The no is minus 278. To win the AFC is 40-1. to one. Derrick Henry to be the rushing champ is 9-1. to one. That is uh, second, uh, the second lowest odds there. Um, and as we said earlier, um, to win the division, plus 325. Tennessee, and boy, they're kind of on that. We know about the shelf life of running backs. And, well, they at least uh, drafted the kid out of Tulane, who's very good, uh, Ty J. Spears, who uh, you know has had a, a decent uh, first uh, preseason game as well. Brady, your thoughts on the Tennessee Titans this year? Well, you know what? They, they should make a, a pretty simple change. First of all, they bring in Tim Kelly as the offensive coordinator, and he was the passing game coordinator last year. And I had to believe his job was pretty easy because they never passed the ball, especially on first down. All they did on first down was hand it to Derrick Henry, and everybody in the world knew it was going to happen. And all they did was set themselves up in second and long and, and third and long all season long. Now, miraculously, you know, Mike Vrabel, I think, is another very good coach. You know, this this division has two certainly very good coaches, I believe, in Vrabel and Peterson, and, and Vrabel just found a way to get it done. This defense was decimated by injury. They had the worst injury luck as a defensive unit, 
in the NFL. And like you say, Jimmy, they were still that close to making the postseason, to winning the division in that game against Jacksonville at the end of the season. The offensive line is really bad. They lose Taylor Lewan and Nate Davis. Now, they did draft a kid from Northwestern, but you know how much is one rookie? I know he's a high draft pick, but it's typically not going to change the entire you know, quality of the offensive line, one rookie draft pick in one season. Um, the wide receiver position obviously improves with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. I, I really like Traylon Burks. Um, that could help Tannehill. Will Levis has not looked great in, in preseason, and I don't like to take a lot from preseason, but will we at some point this season see Will Levis in the lineup? I think if you're a Titans fan, you're, you're probably wanting the answer to be no. You want to see Ryan Tannehill be healthy and effective and, and be able to groom Will Levis uh, for the future. Uh, for the future. Um, the defense ought to be solid once again, and they ought to have, you know, some positivity occur, you know, with the injury luck factor. Like I say, it's really been two seasons in a row that they have been beaten up by the injury bug on defense. So hopefully they will be able to stay healthier. And I think they will be a very solid unit on defense. They also have a lot of areas where you, you would look and say, boy, they're due for some regression luck here. They were one and three in field goal games. They were five and six in one score games, minus three in turnover margin, minus 10 in sack margin. And they also, according to season win total projections, have the ninth easiest schedule in the NFL. They also have the fourth best rest edge. You know, when they get off of a short week or they don't face a team that's off of a bye week all season long. So they have a good rest advantage in their favor. They had some of the worst fumble luck and field goal luck in the league. So, you know, I mentioned the injury luck on defense. They have a lot of things that should turn to the positive for the Tennessee Titans. Now, I know uh, some folks that were able to grab Tennessee to be your division winner at, at better than plus 400 before the De, uh, DeAndre Hopkins signing. I still don't have that much of a problem with plus 325. I haven't bet it. But I don't think that value is completely gone. I think the I think it's a little crazy to have Jacksonville in the minus money category. Now I know the other two teams, Indianapolis and Houston, are pretty weak, but it ought to come down to Tennessee and Jacksonville once again. And that big of a disparity in the price has me still leaning Tennessee. And one more thing here with the Titans, again, they would be my pick to win the division, the AFC South. And I also don't mind them getting the points in week one against your New Orleans Saints, Jimmy. All right, uh, Randy, uh, you don't mind uh, taking a swing at the division price at plus 325. You think it's worth a shot? Yeah, I think that's the only value in the in the division as far as the winning. I'm not going to lay no prices with Jacksonville, like Brady said. you got to trust in Vrabel here. You know, he's been one of the strongest coaches in the league. You know, he does more with less. Very good strategy coach. I do believe this will probably be Ryan Tannehill's probably last year in Tennessee. We'll we'll see what kind of year he has. But I mean he's been a decent quarterback. You know, he's had his you know, his high games and his you know, his low games, unfortunately, that one in the playoffs against the uh, Bengals comes to mind as far as a low point for him. But you gotta see him making a probably a move last or next year after after this year, unless he has a really, really good season and like like uh, Brady said, their offensive line, I got rated last in the NFL, but they did uh, get this guard out of Northwestern. 
They've had to retool. They lost, you know, both tackles of Conklin and and Luan. So that's that's a tough blow. But you just got to believe in Brable making making the change there and making you know. And like Brady said, that offensive coordinator, their defense is going to have to carry this team. They have one of the best defensive tackles and you know one of the better defensive players in the game here in the Simmons, you know. And they got one of the top secondaries in the league. I can mention their names here. Uh, Let's see, Fulton, Hooker, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, you don't watch too much Tennessee football over the years probably, but, uh, yeah, they come to mind. Uh, the special teams has kind of been a little bit iffy for this team, but, uh, you know, Vrabel get the, probably hopefully get that straightened out. They do get a week seven bye, which should help them, you know, going down the stretch run. And I did see uh, one scheduling spot. You know, they do have a pretty easy schedule, and lucky they get that early bye. Uh, 12-11 against Miami. I think that's week 15. They play on the road, and that's between two division games. That's going to be a tough spot, and they're supposed to be about seven, seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. I would tease Miami down. I probably wouldn't lay that big of a number. And of course, you never know what kind of Miami – you never know what you're going to get with these teams that late in the season. So kind of look at that. But that was one I, I spotted out when I looked at their schedule. Again, you got to have faith in Vrabel. That's why I like him, you know, as the value to win the division. Well, the, the Tennessee, if uh, if you're going to play him to win the division, you know, the best chances that they have is Ryan Tannehill. I mean, uh, maybe Will Levis will shock the world. I don't know. But just my question in watching him closely in the SEC, what has he done? And I mean that, you know, okay, he has upside. He is big he's strong he's athletic he's got a nice arm but that's upside that's not anything he's done he could not beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State who obviously has some physical limitations for you know last year Kentucky their offensive line was terrible okay but he could not carry the team on his back the uh the uh the year before their running game was awesome I mean great Rodriguez ran all over and yet you know takes a lot of pressure off the uh the quarterback and his numbers were very very average so I'm just like waiting for him to do something. And so we'll see later on. But man, uh I I hope for the Tennessee backers that they will uh they will go for Tanny Hill until they're absolutely eliminated. Let's go to the Colts and uh talking about young quarterbacks. Whoo, Anthony Richardson, here we go. And um, you know, announce a starter after a, a very poor showing in his very very uh, his first preseason game. He struggled as a passer at the college level. How is he going to do it in the NFL, especially as a rookie? The other thing is if they are announcing him, they're committed. They're not going to pull him for poor play. They announced him, they they committed to him as a starter for the season after a week preseason game. They're 100 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 29th uh, overall, 50 to 1 to win the AFC. Um well, just the Houston Texans have less backing in that one. 15th overall. Richardson is 7 to 1 to be offensive rookie of the year. Uh, uh Steichen is 20 to 1 to be coach of the year. Uh Taylor to be the rushing champ is 9 to 1 second choice. Most tackles Leonard 30 to 1. That's 11th choice. The win total is, is at 6 and a half and also most interceptions is at 25 to 1. Uh it's um, how many another quarterback for another season for the Colts? Since that week zero, I remember watching Miami and Florida play week zero when it came across the crawl. Andrew Luck announces his retirement, and they have been reeling at the position ever since. 
uh, because I, I really liked them because I thought they had a, a really good team. The, the constant was that offensive line, but just could not get enough quarterback play to put them over the hump. Brady, your thoughts on this year's Colts? Well, I, I think they're a pretty bad team. Uh, they, they do have some areas where we can look at and say they, they may improve, and I'll, and I'll get to those in a minute. But, you know, the receiving core is very weak, and that's not going to help the young rookie, Anthony Richardson. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, we expect that he'll be back. Uh, they certainly hope he does, or he does come back in Indianapolis because that will be a big boost for Richardson as well. And, you know, that makes that running game pretty good because Richardson is a good runner in his own right. So that, that could be a big, that, that's about the only thing this offense may be able to hang their hat on is Jonathan Taylor and Richardson's ability to run. You mentioned it. He was not a great passer in college. We haven't seen that so far in training camp. And he doesn't have a great receiving core uh, to, to utilize. So it, it could be very tough offensively in the passing game. I think the defensive line is very solid, but uh, the the secondary is weak. I think you're looking at a below average team, if not even you know an awful team on both sides of the ball. There are, there are some bright spots, but I, I think overall a below average team on both sides of the ball. Now, I, I did mention that there is some possible good fortune coming their way. Two and four in field goal games last year. Four and six in one score games last year, minus 13 in turnover margin, minus 16 in sack margin. Those could all very easily turn for the better. And especially when you couple that, would they have the third easiest schedule in the NFL according to season win total projections? They do have a pretty darn easy schedule. They're just you know, on paper, they just look like such a poor team. You don't know if they can even benefit from, you know, what should be positive regression on those numbers. Can they even take advantage of that? I don't know if they're even that good. Six and a half feels a little high to me, Jimmy. Yeah. I'm not going to mess with it, but I could very easily see this team getting five or six wins, not seven. I'm, I'm all over the under uh, on this one, and uh, even more so, that gives me more and more feeling. The Saturday experiment last year, you know, as, as interim so coach, awful. I mean, you know, I get more and more of the feeling that Ursay is becoming more and more involved, which is not a good thing. So, yeah, I like the under on the Colts as well. Randy, uh, you like the under six and a half as well on the Colts? Yeah, and I saw Ursay's concert last year at the uh, downtown yeah, good for you. <laughs> conference, uh, convention there across from Derek. And uh, he's a very impatient man if you ever meet the guy. So you can see why he's getting involved here. He's used to winning and having Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. But, uh, yeah, he's very impatient, and that's this is going to cost him. He's got a new coach, new quarterback, you know. Their offensive line, number 19, fell off from the year before. Kelly and Nelson kind of regressed. We'll see if they come back. If they start this left tackle, Rain Man, I saw him in Denver give up three, four sacks, and he couldn't block anybody. And, of course, his Denver coach screwed up that game at the end and let the Colts get into overtime and win it. But uh, that was another fun one I was at last year. Uh, yeah, and like I said, not too many weapons. I could see Jonathan Taylor, you know, coming back. If if you can find a prop on him on yardage, I would I would bet the under on his rush yards as well, because 
we see guys come in like this with a bad attitude. You know, it might have bad juju in that offensive line. We'll see if he if the running game's all that good. And if Richardson has to throw, that's going to lead right into my other prop. Most interceptions for Richardson in the league is 25 to 1. I kind of like a little money on that one as well. I like everything about this team under. You know, they will play tough in the dome, so you got to look at some underdog spots there. But, uh, you know, their defense, we should talk about that, had a lot of injuries last year. Pretty strong up front with Buckner and Pay. And if uh, Leonard gets back to playing, you know, a lot of games there in middle linebacker, he's very good. And they're, But they lost Gilmore in the defensive backfield. I don't really like it. If, if they don't get rush help, or they don't get rush on the quarterback. The other team's quarterback is going to get a lot of time and pick apart that defense. So that that's another area we should look at. You know, there's they do uh, another bad thing. Then they got a week eleven bye, which isn't good for a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback going in. A, they'd be, be more beneficial with an early bye. Uh, there is one play on spot, and we mentioned that when we did the Baltimore maybe week three at Baltimore. If this team's looking anywhere where they could give Baltimore a game, I would say take Indianapolis in this spot. But I was hoping to get Minshew, of course, and I was looking to maybe hopefully get Minshew in that first game against Jacksonville, maybe it's to take them as a dog, but not anymore with Richardson. That's uh, kind of cut off there. And uh, like I said, totally down on this team this year, and uh, we'll look at them under the uh, win total. It's funny when they announced uh, Richardson as uh, the opening day starter that that uh, that win total didn't budge, and I don't see how it cannot. Now, um, you know, it, it just and most interceptions at twenty five to one. What are they going to do when he struggles through the first five games? Bench him? No, I mean they're not going to. You know, th th it doesn't work like that. If the veteran uh, struggles or is not, you know, not giving him what they, they, you know, they may go to the uh, the young guy, but they're not going to. They're going to. They're not going to, you know, bench their top five pick. Another little thing, too, especially in preseason, you'll see young quarterbacks. And if I bet a preseason, I'm on the mobile quarterbacks because the offensive execution is so sloppy and it lends itself to just some street balls, football, and some running uh, as well. He, he threw it 12 times and rushed it two times. If he has a 6-1 to one, uh, pass to ratio, he's going to have enough attempts to give him a chance to lead the league in interceptions. They're committed to him. And the other thing is, we've seen a lot of good college quarterbacks struggle at the NFL level. How many bad in a, a college quarterbacks have we seen have NFL success? Ain't a whole lot, man. I just don't get it. But they are enamored with the athletic quarterback at the, uh, at the pro level right now. I don't think it's going to be very pretty at all in the Indianapolis. All right, Houston, the final team. And with the number one pick, there are a couple of high first-round picks, and their win total is at five and a half, shaded to the under at minus 143. D'Amico Ryans comes in, Super Bowl, their second-to-last choice, 200-1. to one. Uh, Playoffs, plus 625 to the yes. Uh, no, you got to lay 10-1. to one. Last choice at 80-1 to one to win the AFC. Offensive Rookie of the Year, C.J. Straub, is uh, plus 450. Second choice, interesting there, Will Anderson, defensive player, uh, defensive rookie of the year, uh, plus 400. That is first choice. Coach of the year, D'Amico Ryans at 20 to 1. Your thoughts, Brady, on this year's Houston Texans? Yeah, I just want to jump back for a moment here and, and kind of uh, piggyback on what you guys were talking about or what you were talking about, Randy. Week one with the Colts and the Jaguars. 
you may get all kinds of value with points and the Colts by the time we get to kickoff on Sunday in that week one. And I could only take the points here with the Colts in that game against the Jaguars. You know, Frank Reich has an awful track record of getting out to slow starts to begin the season. Well, he's no longer there. It's Shane Steichen. I think that is, I, I have faith in Steichen. I think he'll be a pretty decent coach. Um, but if you're, and yeah, we'd rather have Minshew in the role of starting quarterback for Indianapolis. And they have had that that bugaboo of not being able to get past the Jaguars. Well, things are different now. The Jaguars are now a big favorite. No more Frank Reich who gets off to those slow starts. You might be getting a ton of points as a Colts backer in week one. I would look towards taking them in week one in that matchup. Now, on to the Texans here. I'm not so sure the Texans won't be better than the Colts. I I like the addition of D'Amico Ryans. I think this defense is okay. Um, The offensive line is solid. I think the defensive line will be better, of course, with Anderson, as you mentioned, Jimmy. Um, You would expect the defense to be better overall. The secondary is decent. They add Jimmy Ward. He comes over from San Francisco with Ryans. But just because of Ryans, who he is to the city of Houston as a former Texan player, he's beloved there by management and the city. And then his defensive background, I thought he did a very good job with San Francisco for a couple of years. This defense should be okay. The problem is on offense. They, they, they don't have any weapons at receiver. I think Damian Harris is a very good running back. And I talked about this with Taylor and Richardson. Harris could complement C.J. Stroud. Stroud has the ability to run out of the pocket as well. Um, And and they do have some reasons, you know, where you could think some regression could go their way as well. Three and six in one score games, but otherwise pretty neutral uh, on turnover margin and sack margin and, you know, fumble luck and all that other stuff. So not a lot of areas where you would expect the variance to go one way or another. Um, According to the projected win totals, seventh easiest schedule in the NFL. So, you know, the the way it looks for me on paper right now is this team could be better than the Colts. And I'll tell you, week one could be a real tough test for this team. They will face the Baltimore Ravens, will the Houston Texans. And one of the weaknesses of that defense that D'Amico Ryans is going to have to fix was their inability to stop the run. And that's not the weakness you want to have against the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson running around, J.K. Dobbins and, you know, their their uh, their backfield there and and everything that they have really now that they've added at wide receiver as well. That could be a tough week one matchup for the Houston Texans, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they finish even or better with the Indianapolis Colts. All right, uh, Randy, you're looking at uh, the over five and a half. You think Houston uh, has got a shot uh, this year with the uh, the new changes that we have going on in Houston? Yeah, I got this team better than the Colts going into this year. I like what they did at coaching. You know, anything's an upgrade over Lovey Smith, in my opinion. So uh, they're looking good there with Ryan's. And then we have to mention this uh, offensive coordinator. Also, they brought from the 49ers is Bobby Sol- Solak. He learned under... He learned under Shanahan there as well, and very good offensive quarterback. I'm hearing high reviews out of him, very creative with those same plays that Shanahan uses. And you have to look at, you know, quarterback, we'll we'll see if it's Mills or uh, C.J. Stroud, if they put him in there right away. I'm not too worried because they got the number 13th ranked offensive line. They got the best offensive line in the division. Uh, more Better running than passing, though. They're, they got two good left tackles and Tunstill and Howard, very good run blockers. 
but better better run blockers than pass blockers. Damien Pierce, big rookie season. I definitely think he's entitled for a, a big thing out of the backfield with his creativity, with this offensive coordinator as far as catching balls. And he has a shot, I think, to lead the league in rushing. So 30 to 1, put me down for that. Little pizza, you know, 30 to 1 uh, looks nice when they come in. And I think he's got a shot <laughs> to do that. So uh, uh, 